Okay, starting this thing. Now, what I'm about to do may mess it all up because this is a new audio setup once again. But we are going to try to do this thing. It's going to be great. This is me, Paul, uh, giving you a hello from Edwardsville, Illinois, where I live. And I'm going to be calling Ben Lawrence, who lives in Seattle, Washington. This is a little podcast that we do. And it's called The Goody Lawrence Podcast. Because I'm Paul Goody and he's Ben Lawrence. And we used to perform as Goody Lawrence back in the 2000s. Well, this is still the 2000s, but... Uh, it was from 2000 whatever to 2014, at which point I moved here. But we still do this podcast as kind of a extended version of our performance art. This, is, this podcast is performance art. It is part of our repertoire... It is something that we will continue to do while I am not in Seattle, which is uh, for a while at least, if not forever, because right now Seattle is still very expensive. I'm just now adjusting my lighting here, and it might turn the light off. Oh no, that didn't do it. Oh gosh, too much spinning. Too much spinning. This is kind of crazy. And Ben, can you hear me? Asking Ben if he can hear me. I don't think that he can, but maybe he can. We're going to find out in just a second. Well, Paul, I can't and hear I you. I may not be able to hear Ben also. That's, uh, on my end. that's another side of it. So Ben is talking. And Ben, I got to say, this may be all of my fault because of how I'm doing this. I may have to call you on the phone and record myself through here, depending. This light is not a problem. This light is another thing. Can't hear you. But uh, let me see more of you now. Let me look at my audio really quick. Ben is probably already talking as Uh, well. This is normally what happens. My. Zoom okay, settings. let's see here. No. So Zoom I can hear working. you, Ben. Can you hear me? And my ability to hear Ben is slightly less than I can hear myself. But I can still hear him. I can get right but back. for whatever reason, I think it's because I think it's because I'm recording. Can't hear you at all. And I am still I recording. Don't know if you are I can hear Ben, sort of. Alright, so let's see. I can't hear anything. Huh. So I am not muted. I am still on. So let's, let me... Uh, uh, this is one of those moments where Paul is figuring out me what's going on and my why phone and I can't hear him. Oh, Ben. Uh, I tested my Zoom settings. I can hear Zoom. So, but I am talking and you Paul can't can hear Paul can probably me. hear me. That so is the problem. Too. So now I'm going to call Ben. I can't hear what's going on. 
So uh, uh, that'll be maybe just this a second. One, another one of those instances where we say and the same that's going to be fine. Time, you know, probably one not. Of those things where since he can actually hear what I'm saying, I'm going to call him. And he's calling me on the phone. Hey, Paul. Hey, Ben. So here's the deal. Jennifer has a new microphone set up down here. Yeah. And I can hear. So I'm recording my side okay. of the conversation. Yeah. I am not recording, or I am. Sorry, I cannot hear you. You can't that hear me. well, but uh, I can hear you. Okay. Um, but you cannot hear me at all. I cannot hear you at all. But there is no way for me to record myself on here and have you hear me at the same time. So my suggestion Didn't we figure this out? Um, no. We figured it out with the old audio setup. This is a brand new audio setup. Ah. The old audio setup, the way that we did it was I started recording in Audacity first, and then I would call the Zoom call. Yeah. Uh, And that allowed the Audacity to record, and also it allowed you to hear me. Uh, We are recording in Audacity without any problem, but you hearing me is now the issue. And it's a new microphone? It's a new microphone, but not only that, um, you can't see here. I'll, I'm going to lift this up. Uh, we are recording through this. Oh, yes. It's a uh, Focusrite Scarlet Probably Solo. Uh, it's not a solo. It's a 212 or 2i2. Okay. Gotcha. Little, uh, it's, but a, it's a USB audio interface, is what it is. That is correct. Yeah. And the issue that we're that we're having with it, or well, one of the things, is that it is greedy for the audio source, so it is not going to allow Zoom to use. It's greedy for the audio source. Right. So even though I have, right now, and here, I guess I could, I can show you. <laughs> so this is my screen. Hey, look at that. Hey, there's me. Hi. Hey, Ben. <laughs> All right. So even though this I am here. Weird. Yeah. Oh, wait. You turned your camera off. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So here I am. Yeah. And can you see? Is it reversed? Yeah. Am I reversed? No, it's, it's I it can see from I can see it properly. But yes, your microphone is the uh, USB analog stereo. And speaker, same thing. If you if your headphones are plugged into it, yeah. Well, no, I mean I mean it's set to the speaker being the same output. Is that your speaker output though? Yeah. Okay. So, like I said, the, the one thing is that it the speaker output is very low, but what I'm saying is that Audacity, having uh, also chosen to have this as the recorder, uh, ha- using Focusrite as the input, yeah, it says, I want this as my input. You can't have it to Zoom. That's got to be a Linux limitation i've never encountered anything like that before huh well you should be able to you i mean i hear what you're saying yeah 
theoretically, what I'm saying is you should be able to select the same into input source in multiple. Well, and I'm and I'm selecting it. I can apps. see it, right? So yeah. I'm going to go to audio settings now. Select mic. I've got that mic. It is allowing me to. That's the thing that's kind of crazy. Is it's allowing me to choose and to yeah. and to adjust the input and all that. This is one of those situations where, I mean, everything on my side is telling me that that it should be working on your side. <laughs> Yet it is not. Yeah, so I can, I and like I said, I can hear your side Yeah. without any you, problem. You can hear me, but I'm quiet? Yeah, that's right. Hmm. Well, I'm the same. Now, I'm with the same let's volume try. Let's try this. I might mess something up, but maybe not. I might mess everything up. Can you hear me? I can still hear you. Well, on the phone, yeah. No, but you can't hear me through the thing. No. Okay, I'm gonna go back to this, and you still can't hear me. Nope. Okay. Well. Hmm. Uh. All right. Well, here's. <laughs> Here's what I'm thinking. So we're we're already we're already recording. We got like ten minutes in. Moving to something else is going to be difficult uh, because all the stuff is put away and all that. Um, I could. Well, I could still I could continue talking like the, I could take these headphones off. And how about now? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, so we could we could do <laughs> the thing like this, um, but you can't you can't you wouldn't be able to hear me on the. We're not gonna. We live we won't. Yeah, we wouldn't stream it. So I mean, we can just not stream this week. I can also I what I can do is I can uh I can add. I'm doing stuff behind the scenes I can record the video uh -huh. and we can and we can just put the podcast audio on the video and still put a video out it just won't be live streamed oh yeah and that's you know how many people ever watch our live stream really uh Steven does and he's not he's not there so yeah I'm so, just gonna I'm just gonna cancel this live stream all right. So one of the fun things is that my audio feed is probably going to have my uh, my phone on it as well. It'll probably pick up your audio from my phone because uh, this is a very sensitive microphone. Yes, yes. It was abused as a child. Oh dear. I'm going to save delete it for the podcast forever. Um, so uh, one of the things I thought that we could do for this podcast is. Uh, Product reviews, Ben. <laughs> okay. So uh, this is a smart cake. It's listed as beyond gluten-free. It's also keto-friendly. One of these cupcakes is 33 calories. The other is 185. Which one will you get? No, they're both. Um, they're bo Roll I'm the sorry, dice. 38. So it's 76 calories total. 
This is the raspberry kind. I'm going to give it a shot here. Oh, good. More eating on the podcast. That's just yeah, what everybody wants. There's, there's the wrapper sound. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's really peaking out the levels, Ben. <laughs> well, you did that product review. I'm actually going to go get my uh, Bluetooth uh, headphones so I don't have well, to hey, hold the phone hold to my on. ear. You know what? Since we're we're not be Hey, everybody, have fun looking at a blank screen for a second. I'm going to go <laughs> up and get my Bluetooth headphones. Hey, all right. mine, mine, mine are in the back office. Where are yours? Mine are uh, upstairs, I believe. So, so Ben, this is one of those things where I'm going to have to, you know, we can troubleshoot it. And the other thing is that I do have my laptop screen, and we can try to do that. It's a good thing that the microphone situation was changed after we did the uh, Annex Games live stream uh, last uh, you know, a week ago. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh it just seems it just seems like you are always getting into issues every time the microphones change. All right. Hey, here we are. Right. So one might. Right. Unless you are doing a uh, recording and you have a producer on the line. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Who's who? While you're doing the recording, is just like, no, do it again. <laughs> Or whatever. I'm because that's how producers act. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. That's that's all they do is they just yell at people. Yeah. yeah. All right. Hey, well, it's, it's weird because I can actually hear me on your end, and it's delayed by about a second and a half. Oh, interesting. Um, Smart muffin brought to you by the colors that brought you starbursts. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so these are raspberry. And, I've never had these before. I have had smart muffins before. Um, but never the raspberry kind. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, wow. Okay. First reaction, spongy. Look at how look at how pretty. Look at how how nice. Smart cake. Here's something you don't know, Ben, that I can tell you. What's something I don't know, Paul? Um I have a mystery in my life right now. Do you? Last night, Edward went crazy, just barking like nuts. Like dog hearing uh, or seeing ghosts kind of crazy? Yeah. And eventually I went outside. And on my front porch was a wicker basket. And the wicker basket was full of different types of Fruity Pebbles products. This isn't some sort of strange Midwestern East uh, pre-Easter thing, is it? I don't believe so. Uh, I can say that the person that dropped it off was a black SUV. Um, I did not get the license plate. Nobody has copped to giving you the uh, the the fruity pebble basket. Not yet. Nope. Um, a couple of things that I thought about. Number one. 
anyone that follows me on TikTok would probably be able to find out where I live. Really? But because you're always so careful. I, well, no, not on TikTok. I say, hi, it's me, Paul Goody. My address and, is 3547. Well, no, and I talk about living in Edwardsville, Illinois. And I um, sometimes record outside of my house. Yeah. But Jennifer said with my first and last name, anybody could find out who I was. So So you, do you you think this is a you think this is a TikTok fan? I think so because I did a you remember our our good friends Melt Banana who we've never yes. met but whose song we they have a um they have a version of Uncontrollable Urge by Devo that they do. Okay. And I played Uncontrollable Urge on TikTok and recorded myself uh, making and then drinking slash eating a cup of Fruity Pebbles with uh, that Coca-Cola Starlight stuff that was out for a little bit and Fruity that Pebbles Candy. Midwestern thing. I've never, I don't think they sell it here. Coca-Cola Starlight was a very uh, temporary thing. Yeah. Um, but it got multiple views. And I believe that what happened was someone saw that and either knew that I was in the area or was going through this area and bought me all these Fruity Pebbles things. To put on my my uh, doorstep. And how do you feel about your uh, TikTok audience leaving you gifts on your own front porch? I think it's kind of cool. Um, and the reason I think it's kind of cool is, obviously, this with this power, they could have done anything they wanted to. And they gave me Fruity Pebbles, which was nice. Um... I would say it creeps Jennifer out a little bit. Um, but she's also pretty pragmatic about it. But it, it was kind of interesting, sort of uh, sort of neat. And also, I've got all these Fruity Pebbles things. So uh, it's it's a win-win pretty much for me. I don't know. I'd be I'd be kind of freaked out. Really? If, well, yeah. you know, if, if say like a friend or not a friend, but if somebody who say listened to this here podcast was able to like, gain access to my apartment building and leave something at my front uh, on my front door, I'd, I'd, I'd probably start looking both ways when I uh, got out of the elevator. Mm. Well, Ben, you have to understand that I am all you mentioned before how I'm very careful. Yes, I I already live my life as though I could be killed at any moment. <laughs> so the two things kind of uh, fit together. Uh, now. Yeah, go ahead. Mm, so I did a, uh, a little thing on TikTok about our podcast. Just about how it's a secret podcast and nobody listens to it. And I... Uh, somebody asked if I felt bad or if I wanted him to, if I was saying that because I wanted him to listen to it. <laughs> and I was like, no, 
Is that who asked you how many uh, listeners we have? Different person asked that. Um, I said to him that if you, you know, if you start listening to it, you're not going to continue for that long. (laughs) Probably. Not after the first 10 minutes of this show. So I don't, so I don't mind. Right, exactly. It's, um, you know, and, and this is kind of, I mean, it, it's very analogous to uh, a lot of secret things that, that are, you know, you know how, how in the government, whatever, you have secret things that people can learn about or whatever, classified information. Most classified information is boring. I can't give you examples because I don't know anything. But I can tell you that it's mostly boring. Yeah. Probably. Probably. You know, things that things that only people that care about that stuff will care about. We're not talking about, you know, there are aliens in Arizona or whatever. I Okay, once again, I have to state, this is a hypothetical. If there are actually aliens in Arizona, I did not guess it or read it anywhere. This is just a hypothetical. And besides, as everybody, as, everybody, as everybody knows, the aliens are in New Mexico, not Arizona. Or at least that's what they want you to think. Who's to say? Um, well, you so, know, that's, that's what they say. They, the government moved all the aliens out of Area 51 before anybody even knew what Area 51 was. Yeah. Um, and, uh, sorry. Oh, wow. That would have been... And I was and I was gonna say yeah, and they moved them to, and then I was gonna say where they moved them to, <laughs> but you can't get me that easily, Ben. Um. So these uh, final final verdict on the uh, Snackwell, they're okay. If you're going to. Uh, no, I wasn't really listening. Are they gluten free? Oh, Are they not vegan? Sna- I'm sorry, not snack. Well, smart, mu- smart muffin. They are gluten free for people with restricted diets. Um, yeah. So they, uh, 38 calories uh, per muffin, five grams of fiber, and four grams of protein <clears throat> per cake. That reminds me of a snack we had here at the theater during Tech One weekend. This was many years ago, and it was a like a like a like a like a chocolate bar kind of thing, mm-hmm. and like, like a breakfast bar, you know, and like brownies yeah. and chocolate and all that. And it was it was vegan, it was gluten free, and it had a notice on the box that said, "Now even tastier." And I, I thought that was a nice little nod to the fact that snacks that are vegan and gluten-free don't actually taste all that good. What a low bar to set. Tastier. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I realize without the headphones on, those headphones on, I'm talking louder than I should be. Uh, which is all fine. Hey, uh, Ben, the Oscars happened. Did they? I haven't heard anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Actually, I, no. I I do know what everybody is talking about, but all okay. of my all of my POC friends say that me as a white person, I'm not allowed to have an opinion on it. So I'm not going to have an opinion on it. Now the interesting thing is that the opinion I have I also have uh, have 
heard that white people are not allowed to have an opinion on it, which is fine. Um, and here's the thing. It's not that they're not allowed to have an opinion. They're not allowed to express an opinion, which I think is important. Uh, and and I was going to use this opportunity to talk about something that somebody said, uh, a great acronym uh, for white people to learn whenever trying to center themselves in a conversation. It's called WAIT, W-A-I-T, and it stands for Why Am I Talking? What is the purpose for you wanting to weigh in on a debate that you have been asked not to. Uh, is is it to uh, is it to show that you have solidarity with people of color on a specific issue? Well, show solidarity by not saying anything because you've been asked not to say anything. Uh, do you have an opinion that you think is more important than the people of color who have asked you not to speak on it? Well, you're wrong. Don't do it. If you're talking for any other reason, just run it through that filter and say, why is it important for people of color to listen to you right now about this? And the answer is normally it's not important. And don't do this it. This is, it is, it, it is, a, it is an interesting debate because I have seen opinions from people of color <coughs> supporting both sides. Yeah, well, and, you know, that is uh, that is one of the reasons why, and, and this is actually a great, a great example. I can, I can talk to another, um, another aspect of this kind of thing where uh, it can also be, don't use, I'm stating my opinion, says the person of color, don't use my opinion on this issue to shout down another person of color who disagrees with me. Right. Don't tag me into your argument with another person of color. You should not be having this argument. This is for us. This is sort of an in-house uh, conversation. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's very, very tempting to talk about. <laughs> and I have a thing that I want to talk about that is adjacent to it and I think that I can get away with this Ben and it's very simple I have a question do the presenters at awards shows write the jokes that they tell or does someone else write them and they read them what do you think I do not know the answer to that However, the presenter in this case is a stand-up comedian, so I would assume that he wrote his own jokes or said this off the cuff without writing it first. And here's the thing I would say, uh, and this is the point that I was going to make. Even though I'm wondering about that, at the end of the day, if you are a person who has said a joke that someone... And I, I bring this up because... I wanted to talk about, you know, as you know, for a while I was doing a YouTube channel. Uh, and I was uh, not doing a YouTube channel, but I was promoted on someone's YouTube channel. I was a host. There we go. 
of a show that they had on their YouTube channel. Right. And I am responsible for my performance there whether or not I wrote the stuff that I said. Right. And that's important because I could have chosen not to do the show. Um, you know, so if somebody has a problem with that, I would, I would have to apologize as though I had written it because, oh, I didn't write this is very much the same as I was only following orders. <laughs> In it the is end, sort of the blame the messenger, uh, right form of like public apology and i haven't heard this yet i have not heard this being brought up or anything but i have heard in other situations the presenter going uh oh i didn't write th-. when when they tell a joke that goes over badly yeah they say oh i didn't write that you know or whatever uh and they blame the writer for it and so i'm wondering if that is a thing um, I can say this, that most of the people that I follow and who I am mutuals with on TikTok, I hold the same opinion, people of color, I hold the same opinion that they're expressing. So the idea of not saying anything about it is very easy. <laughs> Because, I, because yeah. Ahead. Oh, no, no, that's it. That's it. You were saying. I saw a clip that didn't have the context attached to it. It just started with the assault, which I think the whoever edited that clip wanted me to feel a certain way. Yeah, most likely. Um, the one th- other thing I'll say is that I, uh, very interesting... The different terms being used for what happened. You have uh, slap and punch both being used, both which have different connotations in the English language as far as as what occurs. But uh, this is a great time to talk about back when I worked for a large internet retailer. <laughs> I wonder who uh, that is. I was I was actually assaulted at work by one of my leads. Really? Have I mentioned this to you before? Have I told you about this story? Perhaps we're on episode three hundred nineteen or three hundred seventeen. Maybe you've mentioned this before. I don't recall it. So I was in a um, a call center, and you know we had leads that were yeah. kind of in charge of what we do, and uh, they were wearing headphones much like we have here, with a little microphone. Right. And when the microphone was up, you could talk to them. And when it was down, they were with a customer and you couldn't talk to them. Right. Uh, I ha- I went up to my lead, who had their uh, microphone up, and started asking a question. And he stood up and started punching me really hard in my chest. But not uh, in a playful way. No, not at all. No, he was very mad. And what had happened was he was getting yelled at by a customer. And he had put his his thing up because he was muttering under his breath. And he was very angry. <laughs> oh, 
Paul, how did you not know that? Why are you supposed to know when all of your leads are getting yelled at by a customer? Absolutely not. Uh, so no he punched me. Little light. <laughs> no, no. Stay That'd away, be nice. or I may assault you. So, so he punched me. He's taking his and then, taking his uh, frustrations out on you. I see. And then people came up to me and they were like, "Oh, he's he's with a really bad customer." Blah blah. blah. I was like, "Oh, okay." And then afterwards, <laughs> he talked. He talked to me, and this is when I was in the night shift. So it was like, you know, in the middle of the night, we yeah. went outside. This is, um, I was about to tell you what building it was. Uh, this is before I was at the building that you know about. Okay. Uh, this is a building in downtown Seattle. Yeah. And I we went out, and we is. and we walked, we walked around the building and talked to one another about, you know, and I talked to him about how he was, you know, feeling, and was he still upset, and... You know, this is a tough job, and I'm sorry that I interrupted you. I apologized for getting hit. Um, and he he was really... <laughs> he he said something to the effect of, you know, um, you know, you've, you've got me over a barrel. You could do, you know, you could ruin me, you know, that kind of stuff. But at the time, and I still don't know, actually. I mean, I'm older now. I have a little bit more, you know, self-respect and things like that. I might have I might have done something, but and I think this is the important thing. Um, I I didn't want anything to happen to him, even though that had happened. I think part of it comes from as a kid in school, I was uh, hit a lot by teachers, right? People in authority over me, and so I think I I draw a parallel there, right? That. I was brought up that physical violence, when it was done to you, wasn't always the final thing. wasn't always the last thing. It was it was part of a conversation, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. It shouldn't make sense. I mean, it should that should it shouldn't be a part of the conversation, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, it gives me it gives me uh, different thoughts and things like that. Um, I feel as though I should stop talking about this now, but <laughs> I want to say that, that given that story, right, you might yeah. think that I think a certain way about this, but it would probably be not the way that you're thinking is what I would say. Um, again, no, no opinion expressed. Opinion Express, Panda Express, a pen. No Panda pen, Express. No Panda Express. I'm 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 drawing a, a line, Ben. I think I've only ever eaten at a Panda Express once. Hey, here's something. If somebody says I'm going to die on this hill, yeah. What do you think they mean by that? What are they alluding to? They. I mean, what's the? Where does that phrase come from, or what does it mean? Yeah. I don't know how. Yeah. I don't know the. I don't know the the genesis of the phrase. I know what it means, but I do not know why. Because the dying day, on the hill means holding a certain position and defending it. Today, I heard somebody who thought "die on this hill" was a reference to the crucifixion, and I don't think that's what it is. I think it's uh, a war term, you know. Yeah. Like you're defending a spot. You've you've picked your. Your little place, and you are going to die on this hill. You're You've been, not. You're surrounded going on any all further. sides. 
They're they're driving you up towards the top of the hill. There's nowhere else to go. That's right. You're going to die on that hill by uh, defending your territory or your opinion in this instance. That's that's what I'm thinking. But who knows for sure? Um, yeah, I don't know. Wow. Oh, no. I'm peeking red sometimes now, Ben. That's Gosh, not good. Gosh darn it, Paul! <laughs> okay, great. So now we've both done it. I was going to turn down a little bit. Um, so, so yeah, we've, uh, we've really, really come a long way, Ben, uh, more and better equipment, uh, <laughs> Back the to, audio uh, regular phones where I can, I can still hear an echo of my voice. It's not so much an echo. It's more of like a, uh, a, like I'm listening to myself on a delay and it's really distracting. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Ben. Here, let me turn let me turn my my audio down. Say something really quick. My name is Ben, and I'm listening to my own voice. Yeah, Can I can't hear, hear it anymore. No. Nope. Aha, uh-huh, yeah. It's because my speakers were so loud. Yes. But yeah, but uh, okay. So your microphone and your and your your microphone picks up your Bluetooth microphone headphones pick pick up the speakers. Yes. That seems like it shouldn't happen. Um, it shouldn't, unless I'm listening to it at a very high volume, which <laughs> is what I was doing. Uh, it'll blow your ears out. Yeah, probably. But I'm, I'm doing better now. Um, so let's talk about something else. Um, this is our first show back after doing the the live stream D&D game how do you think that went I think it went pretty well um I I did end it on a on a very saucy note um I don't think I crossed any lines or veils or anything like that um <laughs> we we learned that the artifact that had been obliquely referenced uh by the wizard uh, turned out to be a little animated man designed to have sex with things. <laughs> I don't know if uh, you were told the viewership numbers. Uh, um, no. Uh, very few people watched. And Do I want to know? Yeah, that's the thing. Well, I'm, I'm telling you. Very few people watched... We also had, like, I was streaming it here. Uh, it was being streamed on the judges' table twice at both computers. Yeah. And so at at times, nobody was actually watching. Uh, the only viewers. And, you know, how much can you actually trust YouTube's, uh, yeah. uh, you know, metrics for these kinds of things? But it's it's one of those things where we had quite a few viewers for the first, for a majority of the first campaign. Or the first section, we're entering into hour twelve with this final bit. Um, it's just, it's, it's, I think it's just going to be hard to get people to be invested in this show after twelve hours. Yeah. Well, what should have happened? This is my own opinion, and granted, I'm the one who's running it, running <laughs> yeah. the game. Um, but the game should have ended 
earlier. Uh, it should have been an actual one shot. That's the that's the fault of having somebody who is a full time campaigner who has never run a one shot before design a one shot. Uh, I I do not have uh, people wrangling abilities. I think that what needs to happen and I for for Annex games to be viable, I'm just going to go on record here. So you have a different game. Yeah. Run by a different person who is not me with different people. Maybe some of the same people, right? But a but a different it needs to not be the game that it is right now. No. The no, game no. that and it is I, right now is is sort of played out. Um I, well, I would like we're to gonna, we're gonna finish this game and yeah. I think that is the plan. We're gonna have more games run by different people with with not, you know, not eight people. Not seven, maybe yeah. like five people max, you know. Right. Um, and and make them true like one shot campaigns. Yeah, like um, you know, one thing that would be interesting, that would be neat is have someone that that is in this camp because you have some DMs who are in who are players in this game right now, some game masters. Uh-huh. Have one of them run a thing, so that you have some continuity. Right, but have them pull uh, pull people that uh, have lots of friends. <laughs> Just and get people to them... watch your show. It's as easy as that. <laughs> Here, here's the thing, Ben. Put the show on, and then get people to show up and watch it. Yeah, that's all it I is. I don't understand why nobody's ever done that before. Yeah, you know that's the problem. The big problem with theater, I find. Is that people put on shows, but then nobody... This is... this is Okay. <laughs> Ted Drews of Ted Drews Frozen Custard. I believe this is Ted Drews Jr. Uh, said to me that the key to theater... And I asked him if he had ever put on theater before. He's like, no. But he's he is, success, he is a successful business owner. He said the key to theater is to put on shows that people want to see. Is is he a successful business owner, or is he the son of a successful business owner? Oh, geez, Ben. Uh, <laughs> I watch he, Succession. If it's the latter, he is doing <laughs> just as well. Okay, good. Uh, it, very, very big brand, name brand recognition. How do you, how do you screw up the social goodwill that Ted Drews has built over decades? Yeah, you know, without. <laughs> Going up on stage and punching somebody. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so. Um, but he said basically and, and the ben, key to doing good. The, the key to doing good theater is to do theater people want to see. What was his? What did he say? To put on, yeah, put on shows. Find out what shows people want to see and put those on. Is is what he said. <laughs> now, now right. he could have he could have meant do the We're classics. Doing our town every week. Right, right. He could have meant that. But I don't think he did. I think that he. I think that he really was like, like determine what your audience is and make something that that audience wants to see. I yeah. think that was his impression. Uh, and what what the audience wants to see is more Edward. Hey, more the Edward. Dog. Um. So so yeah. That's that's um. Like. I don't know, like a game like Fiasco would be fun. I think Fiasco would be really, really cool if somebody wanted to run that. 
We were talking um, about uh, other. Uh, I don't know if you were still on the line when we were talking about this, but I think it would be fun if we were able to. And by we, I mean me. If I were yeah. able, if I was able to mount a camera in the grid to have a top-down view of a playing surface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be really cool. That would be um, something that I would have to do. I think. I think one of the keys also would be to get a game master who is not remote. <laughs> I think it worked. I think it worked good during COVID times. Yeah. I mean, it's it's you know just an added layer of safety, but actually having someone in the room with the people right. uh, would be good. Uh, a better better form of energy. It's just, um, I mean, like I said, I I I'm running my home game at the same time as as this, and it's just. It's a lot easier because if somebody says, oh, I want to go here or I want to do this, I'm not worried about what the audience at home is thinking. Yeah. And let's let's be fair. How often ever in my career have I worried <laughs> about what the audience is, is concerned about? Uh, yeah. Oftentimes we're not even worried what the audience sitting five feet from us is thinking. Yeah. Um, but in the same way, I do I do care. And... You know, I like I said, I I take I take much responsibility in the fact that there are some there are some GMs out there that can sit down, no prep whatsoever, and have a beginning, middle, and end story uh, that fits within four hours. I had somebody do it uh, on a I I had a uh, whatever you call it a a play test for a yeah. game that she had created, and it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. She. She led us through the the thing, and it was, you know, stakes were raising, and then, you know, the end, and then there was a little epilogue. It was all very, very good. So for and, the fi this final camp, this it's the same campaign, but this final part of this campaign, like, we've met the final boss, so does that mean that we're going to take four hours to, uh, uh, to fight this final boss? What I can say is this, Ben... Um, and not to give anything away to the anyone who has somehow seen both of these things, <laughs> Stephen. Um, we're, we're fighting the final boss, right? But there are still loose ends. Um, and I think if you think about it for just a second, you'll know what those loose ends are, maybe. Ah. I'm not going to think so, about it. I've not really been paying attention. I think I've mentioned this before. I'm focused on a lot of other things during the game that I've not really been paying attention to uh, what's been happening inside the game. Yeah, so something will happen. But I'll say this. It seemed like people, like the players at least, were having a lot of fun during this game. Like everybody everybody seemed like they were having a good time. They enjoyed playing the game. Uh, well, was, and I mean, we, we had that, a lot of that's... laughs. That's one of the things that, I mean, this is why there are people who do pay-to-play Dungeons and & Dragons and stuff like that. I don't pay, I don't get paid uh, to do it. I don't, um, I don't live stream it. I don't, I'm, I'm there specifically to entertain the people <clears throat> that are there to be players. Entertained, yeah. Right? And so, hopefully they're all having fun. That's what I'm focused on. The thought that I had was that if they're having fun, then the audience will have fun too watching it happen. Right. But yeah. I think about improv. I, I talked to you about this before. You remember this. 
Annex Improv was the most fun I've ever had doing improv. <laughs> Yeah. No audience. We don't no worry about that. We're just whatsoever. playing. And yep. it was it was really great. My most favorite time. And I, I will I will I will die on that hill You'll then. Die on that hill. <laughs> yeah. I walked exactly. past I walked past where that happened every once in a while on my way home. That happened at Tom Wisely's old Pilates studio. It's now a giant uh office building with uh retail on the ground floor but yeah every time i walk past it i think of two things i think all the uh, pilates i endured inside that pilates studio and the uh the late night annex improv that we did for however long we did it yeah tiny jesus was amazing everybody has a a tiny tiny bit of jesus in them there he goes everybody has a little Uh, jesus in them that's it i'm I'm gonna put a put a glass over him feed him (laughs) Uh, you know, that thing, that thing was something, um, the going into the, I forget how it works. It's the dead body of David Hasselhoff, but it's also a gorilla. I don't remember how that worked out exactly, but, but then the zombie thing, the The zombie zombie thing, thing, I believe it was just you, me and, and Brett Fetzer in that room. It might've been. Those are the only people that I the three of us are the only ones I remember whether or not anybody else was there. I, I don't recall. But it was it was one of the best uh, theater things yeah. that I had ever experienced. It was really really great. And also um, again, Richard talk Le- about beginning, middle, and end. Yeah, exactly. And of course, Richard Lefebvre's No Gravity. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which seemed to happen I, a lot. I forgot that Richard was there for some of that. Yeah, we had a lot of like semi regulars who. You would be surprised that they would want to show up to something like this. Joseph Krebs played with us a lot. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jennifer uh, played with us some, uh, and and still, still one of the one of the examples that I bring up. And sorry, Brett Fetzer, you're not listening to this, but one of the things I bring up about mistakes that that people do when teaching improv stuff or trying to teach improv. Uh, Jennifer had a character. Her character had an established name. Brett didn't listen and called her by a different name. Ah. She corrected him and said, my name is Samantha. And then afterwards, he gave her the note saying that she wasn't supposed to deny the reality that he was creating. <laughs> and and I still bring that up. I don't I don't call him by name. But it's one of those situations of the yes and only goes so far, baby. Yeah, Gotta, I, don't, I don't remember that. I also we did did we have like post mortems after the shows where we? Um, that was the other thing. Is that normally about- no? That was just something that he uh, <laughs> felt the need to tell her. So that was there was, that was something when uh, I'm still a part of Sketchfest. Uh, but years ago, I was gonna, I was gonna try to, I was gonna say when I was a part of Sketchfest, I still am. But when I was a part of it, like try to Mitch Hedberg it. Um, years ago, we had um, an artistic director at Sketchfest who was also a sketch instructor, and a really good one too. A lot of local groups owe their existence to classes that this guy taught, huh. and we had one group come through like an out-of-town group like a like a two-hander a two-woman group from new york and uh this guy 
watched their set at you know during Sketchfest during the festival, and was talking to them afterwards, and went into instructor mode and started Uh-oh. giving them started giving them notes and advice. And they they were like, I heard this story later. I wasn't I didn't see this, but they were they like they were super nice about it. And like took it and like you know thanks and super nice about it and then went to somebody else. I just started crap talking, you know, just started complaining. You know, they'll still come back. They came back a couple years later. You know, they didn't. They didn't like sale sketch fest is terrible. Um, But we were all like, ooh, yeah, don't don't do that. Oh hey, that's not that's not good form. um, Jennifer corrected me, but. I was talking about uh, things, and I was like, "Do you remember that time that Sketchfest that somebody took all the money from it?" And she's like, "That was Fringefest. <laughs> don't say don't say Sketchfest." So I hope that I've never done that on this podcast. Um, no, I, I, I would definitely correct you, but nobody ever got their money back from that. Yeah, that's why that's why the Fringefest uh, shut down for like ten years. I think where was where where did the pajama men come in? Was that Fringe Fest or was that Sketch Fest? That was. I don't I think, think that it, was Fringe Fest. I think that was. Were they just I brought in as a rental? I think it might have been. Um, there were so Andrew Connor, who was the artistic director of Sketch Fest, who is not the guy I was talking about recently, which is why I'm saying his name. Yeah. Uh, so Andrew Connor, part of the Cody Rivers show, he was the AD of Sketchfest for oh, a while. He was every a, single he, time they bring up the Cody Rivers show. Can I just say the Cody Rivers show so great? So he great. was he was the AD of Sketchfest when you and I did it, and he actually like during Sketchfest. I think French Fest is probably happening at the same time. Created his own touring festival. That had dates, you know, brought people in to Seattle. And I think that's why the Pajama Men were here. I think they okay. came in to do, like, the Suitcase Fest or something. That, Wait, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Was that called? Yeah, that's exactly it. I, yeah. I do remember the word suitcase being, because I remember I created a, a, a connection between pajamas and suitcase. <laughs> yeah, I think. so I think that's why the Pajama Men were here. It wasn't sketch, it wasn't fringe, it was suitcase. So good, Ben. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, I of course. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, every, every year, I was like, "Can we bring the pajama men back?" Every once in a while, Jennifer will say, "Did that little girl steal your sodi?" To me, <laughs> uh, it's pretty cool. Oh, uh, hey, here's something. I've started saying pop rather than soda. Really? Yeah. I've, I've, I've moved to soda from saying pop my entire life. Well, that that's probably why then. I, I we, we are equal each other out. Gotta, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's because this one machine was called the world's past, fastest pop machine. And I just like pop better. Pop just sounds good. I like soda better because it's it, it, it it's easier on the tongue. Soda. Whereas pop is pop. fun for the lips. Pop. <laughs> Two peas. Did you ever go through a phase where you just called all carbonated flavored beverages Coke? No, I never did. Uh, yeah. That's a regional thing. Yeah, did I you? know. But uh, but every once in a while, I mean, I don't know. I 
I don't know if the Midwest is part of that region. Um, so, <clears throat> I do remember I went to, I was at like some sort of a, a camp or something, and I ordered a soda. Yeah. And I got this big Italian soda with like whipped cream and a cherry and stuff. I was like, what is this? And they're like, you wanted a soda. And I loved it. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong, but I was very surprised. I did. I do remember being at um, uh, the house of like one of my dad's cousins. And he lives in central Oregon. And we were there, and I was a kid, and he asked if I wanted a Coke, and I said yes, and he handed me a 7-Up. And I was really confused. Yeah. And, uh, yes, that was, that was before I realized that, like, people use, and I don't know where, the, where these regions are, but, you know, you run into, you know, I live in a, a dense metropolitan area. You run into people from all walks of life around here, and every once in a while, somebody grew up saying that. You know, uh, it's funny that you mentioned that because that right there, uh, I can tell you being autistic, very much like that, except all the time, someone <laughs> says something and you think they mean one thing and then they do something and it doesn't make sense. And yeah. you can have two reactions to it. You can either, um, say, uh, and this is what I used to do. I go, okay, I'm going to ignore this. It'll make sense to me later. That yeah. was my my normal thing. I don't. I'm gonna pretend like I know what's going on. And after living with Jennifer for a while, uh, ooh, it's gonna be 17 years this October. Um, wow. I I have gotten used to going. Hey, can I stop you for a second? I don't know what you meant by that. Can you please explain it to me? Yeah. And it it's funny. It usually works out fine. No one gets mad at me. No one. <laughs> And it's it's I think it's because How? when I was a kid, yeah, I would get ridiculed for asking questions, and now I don't. <laughs> How dare you much. ask me to explain myself? Exactly, man. To clarify ben, what I've said. Every once in a while, looking at this dog is it's just very. He's he's an exquisite little creature, Ben. <laughs> I'm talking, of course, about <clears throat> Edward the Chewigle. I was on a film shoot this weekend, and at one point when I was having everybody test their microphones, everybody was wearing lav mics, so as we were doing sound check, uh, when one actor, when it was her turn to sound checks, she was like, uh, if you were a dog, what kind of a dog would you be? And, uh, and then when I was, then when I asked the next person to sound check, I said, Black Lab. All right, next person. Sound check. And immediately, I felt kind of sheepish. I'm like, did I just say something racist? Am I doing uh, because I wanted to be a Black Lab? Is that Black Lab face? Ben, I don't. I don't think so. I, I think you're in the yeah, clear. It was, yeah. So, but then I clarified. You know, either either a Lab or a Newfoundland because those are the two favorite dogs I had when I now, was now Newfoundland. Kid. That's that's different. Now you're being <laughs> uh, racist to Canadians. So exactly. be careful. And yep. oh my God! Can I tell you, you know, Ben? I'm, if it's I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this. Um, you didn't do this. You did not do this. But you reminded me of something that I hate, that I've run into recently. Okay. That needs to stop. These are usually boomers who do this. Okay. Uh, and they'll say and they'll say this. This is not what you did. And if you did do it, 
then I apologize. But I think that I think that your thing where you said, um, and I th- thought, did I just say something racist? You didn't say that out loud. You thought that, and then you clarified later. Correct. Am I correct? I, I, okay. I, I, didn't, I didn't even say it in the room. I didn't say, I, I didn't change the type of dog that I wanted to be because I thought saying black lab was racist. I just elaborated on my answer without right. race entering into it at all. Right. So this is the thing. This is what, This is what somebody might say. Uh, Black Lab. Oh, maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe I'll get in trouble. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it so much. I know. I know exactly. I know people who say that too. And yeah, it's 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 fork on the chalkboard uh, grading. It's it's, or or they'll or they'll say something like, um, oh oh, I'm not wearing a mask. Uh, Nobody shoot me. I think I think you're all gonna be okay. Or whatever. It's like, it's it's this new thing of I'm gonna do the thing that is annoying, and perhaps socially unacceptable, but I'm gonna call attention to the fact that I'm doing it and mock people who would be mad at me for right. doing it, and that's gonna make it all the okay. I just same, ah. it's the same type of people who use woke as a derogatory uh, descriptor. Exactly. I'm doing finger guns to Ben. Uh oh, <laughs> better not do finger guns. Oh, uh, might have. Anyway, uh, I was, I was going to say, your Newfoundland is only a Newfoundland if it's from the northeast part of Canada. Otherwise, it's just sparkling dog. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. Oh, the one other thing I was going to say. Uh, one take that I saw about the whole Oscars thing that I forgot okay. about yes. is they said, I think this all happened because they didn't refer to the film that Denzel was in as the Scottish play and they were yeah, in the theater. I saw that. <laughs> Which I I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, by the way, did you see that film? I have not seen it. Is it uh, is it streaming yet? It's on. Yeah, it's on Apple TV. Okay. Which I think you have. I do have it. Uh, in fact, I uh, I was I watched the the most recent couple episodes of The Last Days of Ptolemy Gray last night. Oh, how were they? It's good. I'm really digging it. I, I haven't seen it. I'm going to probably watch it all. At once. Also, Our Flag Means Death. Very good. I uh, haven't finished that either. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer and I have been watching Ninja Warrior. Really? Uh, as sort of a... Uh, yeah, it's it's like something a, that we both... Uh, I for, We watched a lot of it when Betty was a baby. I think that's part of it. Uh, yeah. I but like just, Ninja Warrior. Just getting... The, the thing that we liked about it, you don't have it in the U.S. version. Uh, was that nobody won for a really long time? <laughs> nobody hard. made it. Yeah, and it that was pretty awesome. Hey, and speaking about nobody making it, uh, we're at the end of the podcast, Ben. Hey, congratulations to us! And we we did it again. <laughs> Another uh, successful po- podcast live uh, stream podcast. A successful podcast. We did so it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and stop this, uh, Ben. <laughs> hey, uh, until next time, keep it wrong, buddy. Uh, keep it wrong, Paul. I don't have to tell you to keep it wrong because that's what we're doing all the time. Hey, uh, all right. beats working. <laughs> talk uh, to you later. I don't know. All right, talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>